All right, hour number two of the radio program. Uh, puck and gas. Now, actually, I should say puck and slick because gas is out. Hour number two from the Carter Volkswagen studio. Don't go anywhere. Bottom of the hour. Oh, nine or eight. Nine or eight on the street. Uh, we sent nine or eight out last night to interview Preacher Man. Preacher Man, of course, that holds the sign and yells at you that God is great uh, in front of Safeco Field and also CenturyLink. We sent nine or eight out last night and we uh, had him ask 10 questions. A couple of things house, uh, house cleaning items before. We bring on Tony Softly. So, Tony, I know you're holding on right now. Uh, bear with me here for just a quick second. Uh, right now, 49451. And we've asked this on Twitter, too. So, Ichiro, we all know the story with Ichiro by now. He's going to be with the team. He's going to be a special assistant. Uh, Slick Hawkeye, disagree. Uh, he's going to come back next year and play in those Japan games or one of them, and then he's going to retire. But that's just my feeling. <laughs> we have a dollar bet. It went from, how about that? It went from, how about El Gaucho? Oh, how about a dollar bet? Uh, we'll put a buck on it. <laughs> You know what we'll do? We'll bet for a dollar, but then we'll go. Out, we're gonna go out to El Gaucho. Let's do it. Yeah, we'll 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 suit it up. Yep, and we'll drink it up. Suit and up, we'll, and we'll stake it up. Absolutely. We'll, and we'll get tableside Caesar. Yeah. We'll get bananas Foster. Mm-hmm. We'll get the little cheese and grape thing that they bring, which that's my favorite. Ooh, really? All right. So Ichiro can hang out in the dugout. Can't hang out in the dugout during games. So where should Ichiro watch games while in Seattle? Uh, text that right now. Heritage Distilling text line four nine four. Five one. You can also send the uh, the tweets. Jason Puckett twenty. We didn't get to this earlier, uh, it, and it's Jackson's birthday on Monday. We'll bring this back up. It's Jackson's birthday on Monday. Really? His beautiful wife, and we'll bring Tony on. He can answer this because he's been married forever. His beautiful wife told Jackson that he could do whatever he wants on Sunday. Sunday's a free day for you. Do whatever you want. She cleared the schedule. She said, whatever you want to do, we'll do. What should he do? So I came up. <laughs> I came up. <laughs> it's unbelievable. You're, you're, you're unreal. You, you are a blessing to me. <laughs> so I, I threw out four options on our daily poll. And that one sh- it should be the winner, what you just said. Yeah. Manicure, pedicure. Uh, in honor of each row, transitioning. <laughs> to a new role. Uh, Marvel Movie Marathon. You say roll. Um, and Edibles and Yard Work. <laughs> right now, Edibles and Yard Work is winning at 49%. Marvel Movie Marathon's at 29%. Manny Petty at 13 and Transitioning is at 9%. Yeah, I, I went with the Edibles and the Yard Work. No, I think that's going to be the runaway winner. For my man. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Softley joins us right now. The Beacon Plumbing Hotline, our NFL executive, will put up uh, the uh, finishing touches on the NFL draft. Uh, Tony, you've been married for how long? Uh, twenty plus years. Twenty plus. How about it? How about it? Come on, a round of applause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go. Twenty plus. I just celebrated ten years, and it's. Uh, does it get better, Tony? Because I don't know. This thing is. Uh, this thing's going the wrong way for me. It does get better. Yep. It does get better, but it's. Uh, it's a give and take, as you yeah. well know. If 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 Mrs. Softly said to you, "Hey, it's your birthday's coming up. You can have a free day. You can do whatever you want." Tony, what would you do with your free time? Your whole day to yourself? Yeah, now that the draft's over, I'd probably go do a little fly fishing. Fly yeah, fishing. For sure. There for you sure. go. Where, where would you go yeah. fly fishing? Where's the where's the honey spot for Tony Softly? You know, Buck uh, Bucky Jacobson is going to show me a couple spots up there in uh, in North Bend area, but uh, I'd probably go do the uh, Yakima float. That's, that's, a, that's a great time. Got my neighbor, my neighbor Scott, who uh, never listens, but uh, Scott, he uh, he fishes there all the time. All oh, the old Yakima River. Loves the Yakima River. Loves to do a uh, little fly fishing. All right. Um, 
draft. How would you how, summarize? And I know you've 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 put your summary on the draft, but now you've had a number of days to uh, digest what they did last weekend, and you did an amazing job uh, last week in breaking down the draft. Uh, overall thoughts on what Seattle did? You know, I, I think they were uh, you know aggressive in what they needed to do. Uh, they needed to add a pick in day two. They did that by adding a third round selection. Uh, by moving down from 18 to 27. Uh, I thought they did a great job of sitting there uh, and not moving again because I don't think there was suitors behind them that wanted to come up to 27. Uh, the, the board was just laid with a lot of juniors and, and still uh, very good football players where they didn't need to go up. Uh, they were still going to get some players. So uh, sitting and picking at 27 w- was good for them. Uh, and overall draft, I thought it was good. They addressed their needs. They needed to address the running back situation uh, to increase the run game. They did that. Uh, you know, and they need to address the quarterback position. Now, it's a slight projection in Trey Flowers from a safety to a corner, but I've seen him move in space. I've seen him move live, and, and I've seen him over uh, the last couple of years on film as well. And this is a very, very good athlete with length, length and, and uh, speed and hips. He can flip and run. Uh, it's just going to be how quick can he transition uh, to the cornerback position. So, yeah, they, I think they addressed a lot of their needs, uh, and uh, I'm excited to see these guys run around today. Tony, you use a great word there, transition. You used it a couple times, and we all know this team is in transition. And so you talk about flowers, and is that enough? Uh, look, the cornerback position, the secondary as a whole, coming from the LOB, the pass rush, all that, you want to fix it as, as quick as possible. Really, they attribute two picks to those kind of spots as far as pass rush and secondary. Was that enough to kind of throw at this thing to where they can they can be at a high level again in like a year? Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't even see this as a transition. I just see and I, people are talking about transition, rebuild. I'm more more of a, a tune-up and, and, you know, you, you, got, you got some guys. There's always a subtraction, and then you bring in the addition. And, and, and it might take them – you know, six to eight games to get on on board. Uh, but I don't think that this is going to be a fall-off in a, a seven-win season or nine. I think this, because you still have Russell Wilson, because you still have uh, Bobby and, and you still have Earl for right now, uh, you know, and several other players that are key players on this defense and offense, uh, I, I think this is going to surprise some people. I think this is a 10-win uh, season uh, type uh, roster. I still want to see them run around. I still want to see them in rookie minicamp, OTAs, and training camp. But I think they've done enough to answer themselves, uh, uh, you know, and make them solidify to compete with a lot of the teams, uh, if not all the teams in the NFC West, by what they did in free agency and what they did in the draft. Uh, Tony, and again, Tony Softley joining us here on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, Puck and Slick. Uh, Tony, of course, our, our NFL executive here at 950 KJR. We didn't, you know, when the days that we were working together, and, and you have acknowledged this because privately you've told me it's the highlight of your year to, to sit down with me from 7 to 9.30 on Thursday <laughs> and Friday night. We, we didn't get to really talk about much, Tony, on those two nights because they, they, they had two picks. They didn't, they didn't have a ton. Uh, right. Certainly Saturday they had a, a, a bevy of selections. And so I'll be honest with you, when we, I didn't get your reaction to the punter or – or all the other picks they had. I know you've touched on Flowers. Tell me why uh, Will Disley makes so much sense for this team. Uh, blocking. They, they want to increase the run, and they need to increase the run. When they, when this team is successful, it's because there's a run game. They play stout defense, uh, and and so they're getting back to square root, and, and which is good to see. 
Uh, Pete wants to run the ball, play dominating defense, and it starts with uh, edge players. And uh, the tight end is the key. Uh, they went out and got uh, uh, Ed Dixon. Uh, they drafted Will Disley. This tells me that they're ready to get back to the power running game. Disley is, 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 was, for me, the best blocking tight end in the draft. But uh, don't be uh, slacked on his ability to catch a ball. This guy has nice soft hands. He can, he can catch it outside his frame. He displayed that in front of about 12 general managers down at the NFLPA game. Uh, and the body balance and control he has. Now, the only thing that I question is flat-out speed at the next level to create separation. Uh, but when you throw him the ball, he's going to catch it. There's no doubt. He, he is going to be a key uh, in the run game this year. So, Tony, how do you see that tight end room kind of shaking out then on the depth chart? Because you bring in Ed Dixon, Nick Vanette's still here, and, and then you got Disley who's going to be obviously mostly a run blocker. So who, who starts, do you think, and how much are they really going to contribute to the passing game versus just helping out the run and helping protect Russell? Yeah, I, I, you know, I split my tight ends up, as you well know, Slick, as is, is TEA is a, an athletic tight end, a guy that catches the ball and falls off a little bit on the run blocking. Uh, TEB is a, a blocking tight end that can catch the ball, but what he does best is block. Uh, I see Dixon and, and Disley as the TEBs, and I see Vanette as, as the uh, pass-receiving type tight end, the athletic tight end. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's going to be like uh, last year. Sometimes they came out in a two-tight end formation, so they won't be limited to just one starting tight end. They might have two on the field when it's time to start and ready to go uh, in run formation or even in a passing formation as well. The great Tony Softley with us. Were you surprised that they only took the one lineman? And is that is that maybe a commentary that Mike Solari likes uh, the guys that he has? I I would assume it is. I am not surprised. Uh, I'd like always like to see uh, them come out of the draft or any of the thirty two teams with an offensive and defensive lineman to continue to build that depth and that base. Jones is an interesting guy. Um, you know, I thought he outplayed Colton Miller and several other guys that were getting the top flight uh, billing. Uh, left tackle, good length. Shows the nasty. He'll corkscrew you in the ground. He he is a different guy now. Uh, he's going to come in here and compete, and he'll p- compete with the starters. But I think Riso Diombo and and some of the other depth players uh, better get ready because this guy is is ready to go. He he's got that nasty disposition about him, uh, and I'd like him at left tackle. I'm not sure they'll keep him at left here at this level, uh, but uh, he's going to be a good addition. He's going to definitely make some uh, some competition within that meeting room. Tony, did did the Seahawks just get too far away in in the last couple of years from what they do? Which, when I say that, you look at Malik McDowell, and the Seahawks are known for bringing in guys, either chip on the shoulder or something to prove, just real hardworking guys, guys that want to show their ability. Maybe they've been discounted, want to prove people wrong. You know, a pick like Malik McDowell where he comes in and people question his motor, they question his effort on the field, and it even shows up on tape, and they take him and, and with a high pick uh, nonetheless. So, uh, A, did they kind of get away from what they're known for doing and what they've been successful at? And, B, if that's true, then did they get back to that with this draft? Yeah, I, I, I think they got back to it with this draft, Slick, and you're absolutely right. I, I think uh, you go – Back-to-back Super Bowls, you're still in the hunt. You're deep in the playoffs the next couple of seasons, and you don't. And teams look at their roster. And you don't need much, you know. So as you start schematically trying to draft uh, certain players for certain positions, 
and passing up other players because this guy fits exactly what you need. And that's what they did with McDowell. And so um, drafting him high like they did and it not panning out, it was a sense of panic. And then you see Sheldon Richardson coming in. Uh, then all of a sudden they need uh, some more pass rushing. You, you see Freeney coming in. Uh, then uh, your offensive tackle goes down. you got to give up a pick to get Brown in here. But they thought that, okay, this is just a quick fix because we're going to be back in the mix. We're going to be back deep in the playoffs and possibly a Super Bowl run. Well, that window ended. And so I think that they went back to what got them to that success, to those Super Bowl runs, and started creating that same type of habit again and drafting those type of players to help them across the board. And then now they're building a roster, rebuilding a roster, really. They're filling these holes cheap with draft picks, which is kind of what you have to do, especially, you know, Russell Wilson, he already makes a good percentage of the salary cap. His deal is coming up in a couple of years, and now you have Matt Ryan who signs for $30 million a year. That's looming over the Seahawks' head as well. Russell Wilson probably going to surpass even that. Is there a responsibility of this team, of Pete Carroll, of Brian Schottenheimer, to put more of the offense in Russell Wilson's hand and have him be the focal point of the offense if he's going to command that large percentage of the salary cap? Well, you know, it's, it's two things there. Yes, uh, on the coaching staff on putting uh, the onus on Russell, but it was on uh, Russell last year, uh, and it has been the last couple years. You know, when you're the leading rusher and the and you're in, you know obviously you're the only guy passing the ball, uh, so he he's had a lot on his plate. Uh, for me, it's on Russell Wilson and the fact that he's got to continue to perform at a high level in order to get that salary, and, and so. He's got to uh, make sure that he's up in his game each and every year and staying on top of it in order to uh, be deserving of that type of money. Um, I, I know where you're going with this is do you pay a quarterback that much money and deplete the rest of your team? I think what it comes down to is is drafting well and make sure you're getting key players in here that are, that are red players, starters and heavy contributors that aren't going to cost you a lot of money uh, like Russell did when he came in his rookie year. Uh, and that way you can pay them low salaries for the next four years and maybe a fifth-year option if they were drafted high enough. So, uh, you know, Russell's got to stay on top of this game. Uh, but I also think that uh, the uh, offensive coordinator at Schottenheimer, and I know he will do this, he'll put Russell in every option possible to succeed uh, in each and all 16 games. Would you, uh, would you like to, to, to vote? Would you care to vote in our daily uh, poll question in regards to Jackson? Uh, uh, Tony, it's Jackson's birthday on Monday. His wife said he could do whatever he wants on Sunday. What should he do? Uh, your options, Tony, because uh, you love to play along with this. Manicure, pedicure. He's transitioning like each row. Uh, Marvel movie marathon or edibles and yard work. Where would you vote? You know, I, don't, I, I don't see uh, Jackson doing a lot of yard work, so I'm going to say <laughs> the, the edibles and yard work thing are out, even okay. though that does, you know that, that sounds okay. Oh, uh, I'm probably going to go the uh, the manicure. For, for oh, Jackson. Manny Petty. Yeah, All right. Manny Petty. Yeah, Manny, Manny, Petty. Petty. Manny Petty is a little bit more as, in his style. Kind of screams Jackson. <laughs> oh, that's 14% right now, Tony. Edibles and yard work at 48%. Whoa. Uh, yeah, 29% Marvel movie marathon, uh, 9% transitioning, 14% again manicure, pedicure. Uh, Tony, you're the best. Love having you on. We'll talk to you next week. Talk to you guys. Have a good weekend. There he is. Uh, Tony Softley on the Beacon Plumbing hotline and again you can vote on our daily poll question right now at jason puckett 20 jackson's birthday on monday his wife said he could do whatever he wants on sunday what should he do manicure pedicure transitioning 
Marvel Movie Marathon, Edibles and Yard Work. And Edibles and Yard Work winning uh, right now in a massive voter turnout at 48%. Here is the problem that I don't have a yard. So so that's that's immediately. I'm not going to go like, yeah, clean you your yard. Somebody else's lawn. Yeah, go mow, you can yeah. mow my lawn. Never want to mow no. somebody else's lawn. <laughs> Uh, and then also we asked you on Twitter at 49451 and also on Twitter at Jason Puckett 20. Oh, you can do whatever you want. Like, like, I'm not telling you what to do no, with no, someone no, else's no, lawn. Do no, whatever you want to do. It's, it's good advice. Is Ichiro, of course, the big news of the day, Ichiro, he's, he's transitioning to a special role. Yay. And But he's, he's, <laughs> but he's not going to retire, and he's going to be back with the team next year when they play in Japan. But he can't be. He's gonna field. He's gonna shag fly balls. Mm-hmm. He's gonna take batting practice. He's gonna have a locker, but he's not gonna play this year. But he can't be in the dugout during games. Right. So we're asking on the text line, where should Ichiro watch the game <laughs> while in Seattle? He cannot be in the dugout. Uh, it's uh, someone just said it from the who's that two two eight area code. Two two eight from the Miso Horny Room at McGirt's. Okay, McGirt. Well, it's McGirt's is a popular right. hangout. I don't know why you're the like, Miso, the Miso Horny Room at McGirt's. Uh, <sighs> someone wants at the four two five add a fourth hydro for him to drive. Oh yeah, called the Ichi Boat. There you go. Uh, he can work the uh, locomotive sound. Well, now that they're bringing back the uh, what is it the, the the carts for the pit you know for the pitchers some of the yeah. ball clubs he could he could drive the cart they could sure bring, they could bring back the boat he got Ichiro could sit behind first base be new the uh, new f- first base ball boy how about that it's not in the dugout so mm. technically he's not in the dugout right <laughs> I mean that's true he could be a fan ambassador once a week he sits with fans in the stands could auction off the area tickets for something that's a serious one right there yeah yeah he could be the the person that comes down you know if you catch mm. a fly ball they give you the little card and everything yeah. hey you got a fly you got he a could stand ball. on occidental and dir- and direct all the port traffic oh well, i like that idea that's that works out okay because you know you as you know port well, he, traffic he, on occidental is out of control he'd be so busy all the time mm-hmm. yeah uh someone said he should <laughs> this is what commerce. i want to happen that he's constantly tweeting out pictures of him. Like, where I, this is the, I'm going to retire and I'll walk away if Ichiro send, tweets in a picture of him holding a baby and feeding a baby on top of a mountain with the hashtag where I root. <laughs> if he does that, perfect, then I'm out. Then I'm just, I'm it because I've, I've reached it. It's, it it can't you've, get you've reached better. The pinnacle. I've reached it. It can't get better than that. Um, each hero should watch the uh, the game in a Mariners uh, the Moose costume. He'll be in Area 51 bullpen catcher. Someone of the 206 wants him on the bro patio. What's oh, the yeah. bro patio? Is That'll that be the pen? The, the pen. All right, bro patio. Uh, someone wants him in camera. Well, keep sending him in four nine four five one and also on Twitter Jason Puckett twenty. Where should each hero watch the games? Because he can't be in the dugout. Where should Ichiro be? Edgar's Cantina just coming in. Jimmy's on first. All of it. Send it in. Another vote for Dream Girls. Hot coming in off the press. Where should Ichiro uh, watch the game? We sent Niner Nate out on remote yesterday. Niner Nate on the street. Niner Nate went down, and I talked to the guy that I think has more mental fortitude than Ichiro <laughs> and that is sign yelling preacher guy outside of Safeco Field. Yep. We instructed Niner at Nate to ask him a series of questions. Coming up next we'll find out if yelling preacher sign guy answered them.